Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. And the Bible said to us in John chapter number 10, verse number 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, uh, whose own the sheep or not, seeth the wolf coming uh, and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf uh, catcheth them uh, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling uh, and carrieth or and careth not for the sheep. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which, I, uh, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life uh, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down myself. Uh, I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment or this commandment have I received of my father. Look again in verse 11. He said, I am the good shepherd. In verse 14, he says again, I am the good shepherd. And with the help of the Lord, I want to preach on that thought. I am the good shepherd today. Father, I love you. I thank you for your blessings on our life. Thank you for being good to us. Thank you, God, for America, the country that we live in. Thank you, God, for the men and women, Lord, that's given their life for us to have the freedom that we have today. Thank you for our law enforcement, God, that is willing, Father, as Officer Hendricks did just this week to lay their life down to keep us safe. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd put a protection about them and help them. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help America send revival to it one more time, God. Help our community, our country, help our church, Lord. I pray, God, if they'd be one here today lost, God, that you'd save them before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Then I want to look at another one of these I am statements here in the book of John. We've looked at several. We looked at I am the door. Uh, we looked at I am the way. Uh, uh, we looked at several of them, but let's look at this uh, on I am uh, the good shepherd this morning uh, and see what we can learn about it. Here's what I found out as I began studying uh, on a shepherd. Now, immediately our mind races back uh, to Psalms 20. Whenever we think about the good shepherd today, I know whenever I read I am the good shepherd, the first thought that hit my mind was the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. And I don't know about anybody else today, but I sure am thankful that I have a shepherd and my shepherd is the Lord. When he says, I am the shepherd, of course we know it is the words of Christ and Christ saying that he is our shepherd today. Here's some things that I found out in studying on types and metaphors and metaphors and parallels with the shepherd this morning. Here's one thing that I found interesting about a shepherd. It is stated that a shepherd, if any of his sheep be set upon by dogs or wolves, will venture his life for them. Can I say that again? He will venture his life for them. In other words, whenever harm comes to the sheep, the shepherd will step in the way of harm. He will put himself in between the sheep and the harm. Why? To take care of the sheep. Boy, is that not like our good shepherd today that he will set himself in between us and harm. Here's another thing that I found out about a shepherd. If a shepherd has lost one sheep or one little ewe lamb, God, goes astray, he will seek it and go to whatever extent he has to to find it. Then once he finds it, here's what I found very interesting. He will come back and send word to his neighbor that he has found the lamb and they'll all rejoice together. I don't know about you today, but I'm glad that I've got a shepherd that in times whenever I've Began uh, to wear away from him uh, and to go away from him. Uh, I sure am glad that he still loves me uh, and he still cares for me uh, and he'll come to where I'm at uh, and he'll welcome me back. I found that interesting. Here's something else I found interesting about a shepherd. It said, and, and, and I found this very interesting, it said a shepherd. Uh, will lead his flock to some sweet shady place where he makes them rest at noontime in the heat of the day. In the heat of the day, he will take them somewhere and will allow them to rest. I thought about this where he said, Come unto me, all ye that are laboring of heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We've got a shepherd today that in the heat of the battle, and when it seems that we just can't go on anymore, I'm glad that we've got a shepherd that'll lead us to the shady places of life and will sit down with us and will help us along the way. And so there's some things and there's a lot of other things that I've got wrote down but I'll just skip over them for the sake of time since I've already preached once this morning. Look at this. I, so let me show you a couple of things by way of introduction. I thought about this in verse number 11. I see by way of introduction his declaration. 
Note what he says in verse number 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Who is that that is talking right there and saying, I am the good shepherd? It is Jesus Christ. The declaration right there. What is the declaration? The declaration is this, that he is the shepherd. Can I say this to you today? There may have been many shepherds along the way, but there had never been a shepherd like this shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. No one else can make this declaration because there was no other shepherd like this shepherd. There was no other shepherd that could lay his life down for the sheep, but then at the same time could raise his life back up again. He said, I am the good shepherd, the declaration. But I thought about this. I'll preach to you in just a second. Not only his declaration, but look at his dedication again in verse number 11. He said this, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. The dedication of our shepherd this morning by way of introduction. He said that he giveth his life for the sheep. He give it, you know, it's one thing to say that you'll give your life for somebody else, but it's another thing to give your life for somebody else. We say that we'll do that, but we don't know what we would do if we was really in that place. Somebody help me now. It's just the, the choir saying amen. They've got right with God. Y'all must have prayed for them. Uh, we say that we're willing to die for what we believe in, but we've never been put to the test. We've never been put to the test. Columbine High School, there was a young lady that got put to the test. She had a testimony of being a Christian. And when they found her that day, they told her to denounce Christ and she wasn't. And that day she was killed for her faith. We say that we'll do that. But will we really? I hope we never have to find out. But I hope if I ever do have to find out that I die a martyr of standing up for what I believe in. Yeah, I didn't figure I'd get a whole lot of amens right there, but I'm just being honest with you. Here's his dedication. Jesus not only said that he would lay his life down for the sheep, Jesus did lay his life down for the sheep. When you go to verse number 12 and 13, I've got to move quickly. When you go to verse number 12 and 13, he begins to talk about that hireling. He begins to talk about him, and he deals with the work of Satan. Matter of fact, when you think about that, there's the devastation and the deception that he brings here. In verse number 12 and 13, matter of fact, he says this, that hireling, whenever the wolves come, runs the other way. I, I thought about... I'm going to get in trouble right here, but it'll be all right. I thought about a lot of preachers down through the years that I've known, and they go to a church and they'll stay until a little trouble comes up. And then they run somewhere else and a little trouble comes up and they run somewhere else. And I thought about this verse. I really did. I thought about this verse. He said that hireling, whenever the wolf came, they run the other way. Let me tell you something now. I, I'm going to need some help right here to get through this, all right? But in 14 years, there has been some wolves that's come through amazing grace. There sure has. And you know what? If they'd done what they wanted to do, I wouldn't be here and they'd still be here. 
But I've sat down with the deacons a few times. I've sat down with some other men a few times. And I've said, I need your prayers. I've got to deal with something. And by the grace of God, whenever the wolves come, we'll blow the whistle on the wolves and stand for what's right. So you see the good shepherd here. Let me show you four things about him and we'll go home. Number one, now don't pass out because I said four. I'm watching the clock, okay? We've got to 1.30 according to the youth pastor today. Number one, I want you to see the guardian. I want you to see the guardian. Look in verse number 14. He said, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. The guardian right here. I want to say this. I, I've got three children and, and, and everybody knows that. They're all, no they're not. Two of them's up here and one's in youth church. Madeline is the oldest one now. She's 17 and, and, and Victoria thinks she's the oldest. She's the one in youth church. Madeline is 17 now. One thing, Miss Tina, that I have really struggled with over the past five or six months is Madeline's not only got her license now, but she's driving a lot. And uh, she goes to, she takes college classes now and she's working now at the hospital some. And yesterday she had a, she had a, uh, a big girl shift yesterday, 11 in the morning till nine last night. And you say, did you feel sorry for her? No, didn't feel sorry for her one, not one minute of the time. I didn't feel sorry for her. They need to learn to grow up a little bit. Yeah, man. Matter of fact, she wanted a new phone not long ago, and I said, pay for it. Matter of fact, both of them's got phones, but they have their own phone plan. And they pay for it. <laughs> Matter of fact, this week she's getting tires on her car and you know who's paying for part of that? She is. You say, well, you know, they're going to grow. I know they're going to grow up one day and the reason there's a bunch of bums on the street today is because parents never taught them to be adults. Well, I'm going to get off of that or I'll run another rabbit this morning. I done killed three rabbits and I don't think nobody else can take no more rabbit killing this morning. <laughs> Come here just a minute. Now, last night, I texted her about 15 minutes till 9. I said, be careful coming home. I'll see you when you get here. Love you. And you know what I've done? I watched Life 360. <laughs> Why? Because it was a little bit of security to me when she was continually moving. You said, preacher, what are you saying? One thing that I've struggled with is this. Now that she is out some on her own, she is not constantly in my sight. I can be a better protector of her if she is in my presence. Uh, Miss Tina and I was talking the other day and uh, uh, they was going somewhere and Jordan wanted to ride with Kaylee. And I think they had a little conversation about that. She said both of them was together. I, 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 I was nervous about that. And Leslie said something the other day about Madeline taking Olivia and Victoria from mom and daddy's house home. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, we'll go get them. We'll go get them. I've struggled with that a little bit, Brother Tim, because I feel that she is safer 
when she's in my presence. She is safer when I can see her. She's safer when I am with her. Are you hearing me this morning? Verse number 12 and verse number 13 spoke of the hireling and him fleeing whenever trouble comes. The hireling runs the other way. Oh, but when we get to verse number 14 and 15, here's what the good shepherd does. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I see the guardian right there. I'm glad that I've got a good shepherd today. That is omnipresent. You say, preacher, what does that mean? That means that he's everywhere at the same time. There's never a time that I'm out of his sight. There's never a time that I'm out of his presence. I've got a shepherd today. That is my guardian today. He's my guardian. I thought about this. I thought about this before I got saved. He was my guardian. Before I got saved. Uh, you say, where's your Bible on that? Well, let's go back to that great shepherd passage, Psalms 23. Let's roll on down there about verse number six where he said this, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You want me to tell you the only reason you didn't die and go to hell before you got saved? It's because the good shepherd was a guardian over your life and was looking after you and taking care of you. Thank God for our guardian today in our shepherd. I, um, I was, uh, everybody knows that I'm very involved in our local sheriff's office and we was talking the other day about a couple calls and how uh, statistically they probably shouldn't have made it, but they did. Matter of fact, uh, me and Brother Mac was just talking about this a while ago. Back in 2016, some of you remember a fire that I was in and uh, our deputy chief, he's our chief now, but he was in it with me. And uh, Brother Tim, you remember that. And statistically speaking, we should not have made it out of that. We should have never made it to that window and made it out of that window. Oh, but can I tell you the reason that we did? It's because we've got a good shepherd. Uh, that's our guardian today. That takes care of us along the way. I see the guardian, number two. I not only see the guardian, and, and boy, I like this one. Look in verse 16. I read this verse, and when I read it, Brother Matt, it kindly tripped me up. It really did. Can I be honest with you? But that's all right, because I'm going to keep studying until I figure it out. Let me read it to you, verse 16. And the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. I thought, well, uh, what's old John saying to us? Jesus said, I've got some other sheep that's not of this fold. But Joe, I read that and I thought, well, what's he talking about? My mind thought to begin with maybe that they may be a parallel that we could run to during the tribulation, those tribulation saints that get saved. Maybe that's what he was talking about, but I don't believe that's it. Look what he says. He says, another sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. 
He said, I got to bring them too. Now watch this. And they shall hear my voice and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. I see this. In the beginning of verse number 16, I not only see the guardian in verse 14 and 15, but in the beginning of verse 16, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. I see not only the guardian, but I see the grace. I see the grace right here. I like grace. Somebody holler amen for grace this morning. If it hadn't been for grace, we'd all be in hell today. Thank God for grace. Yeah, man, grace is us getting something uh, that we did not deserve. Yeah, man. Grace is us not getting something uh, that we did deserve. We did deserve hell, but because we've got a good shepherd that lay his life down for us, we now are able <laughs> to get heaven. Now, as I read this, uh, here's what I had to do. I had to study the context of the Scripture. Jesus, when we come to this passage of Scripture, he is talking to the Jews. His own. But the Bible said that his own received him not. He is talking to the Jews. And here's what he says to the Jews. There is some others that's going to get saved. Salvation. <laughs> oh, you get a hold of this and it'll help you. I promise you this. Salvation was not just for the Jews. What he is saying in this verse is there is some others that's going to enter into this fold. There is some others that's going to be saved. You know what he is saying right here? Here's exactly what he is saying. He is saying that I'm going to turn to the Gentiles. You see, this is before Calvary. Calvary is not taking place. Jesus has not went to Calvary and died. And what he declares is when he goes to Calvary and he dies, he's not just dying for the Jews, but he's dying for the Gentiles also. He is dying for the whole world. I don't know about anybody else in the church today, but I sure am grateful that we serve a God. That's a gracious God. I'm glad that we serve a Savior. That's a gracious Savior today. I sure am glad that Jesus just didn't come to die for the Jews and to allow them into the fall, but he come to die for all of humanity to allow them into the fall. Uh, this verse shows us that we as Gentile dogs are now able to be part of the bride of Christ Grace, what grace, what grace this morning. I see the guardian, I see the grace, but now watch this. I see the gathering. I see the gathering. That sheep will gather his sheep together. That shepherd will gather his sheep together. Matter of fact, I heard one writer or, or uh, one preacher say this. Said that he visited a sheep farm and said that the shepherd said, call the sheep. 
And he said, well, I didn't know how to call sheep. Matter of fact, it's Brother Joe that was telling this. He said, I didn't know how to call sheep. He said, I didn't know if you went, hey, sheepy, 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 sheepy. Hey, sheepy, sheepy. And you just got to know Brother Joe to understand all that. He said, I didn't know. He said, I'd done everything and they didn't do nothing. He said, and all of a sudden, that shepherd walked out there and went, ooh, come on, sheep. And he said, as soon as they heard the shepherd's voice, he said, those sheep come running as hard as they could run. Now, my brother-in-law's got goats. Matter of fact, both of my brother-in-law's got goats. But one of them's got more than the other. Leslie's brother's got about 50 of them. He's a certified goat farmer. And you can go out there and holler, and they'll show you a little bit of attention. But Jeff can go out there, hey, goats, and some, they come from all over the farm up there. These goats come running from everywhere. Why? Because they know the master's voice. The gathering. Watch this in verse number 16. The Bible said, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. In other words, what he's saying is this. There's coming a day. There's, I need that crowd behind me that was behind me Friday night preaching right here on this and I'd probably strip a gear. What he is saying is this. There's coming a day that the great shepherd's gonna make a final call. For the Lord himself shall descend with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hear me and hear me well. There's coming a great gathering one day when from all four corners of the world, We'll gather on the other side around the throne of God as one foal, one shepherd, and we'll magnify him for eternity and eternity and eternity. We'll praise the name of Christ for what he's done for us. There's a gathering fixing to take place. <laughs> oh, yes, there's a gathering fixing to take place. Ah was talking to some of my good friends this week. It's next to Henderson County. And some of them's in Henderson County, works there. And I, I made mention of that a while ago. Man, they was really upset. And I can understand that. We've cried together numerous times this week about what happened up there. And one said this, because they're all saved Christians and preachers and love the Lord. And one said this, oh, we'll see them again one day. How many times have we stood at the home-going service of a dear saint of God and made this statement as we started to leave the cemetery. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see them again one day. Oh, yes. Can I say something to you? They's fixing to be a gathering like you ain't never seen. I'm talking about they's fixing to be a gathering like you ain't never seen. Ah, I, I missed homecoming this year. I know we had church, but I missed homecoming. Missed seeing food sitting all over the fellowship hall. Missed seeing woman 
women chasing flies out of the fellowship hall and kids running around sticking their fingers in bowls and getting taters out of bowls and licking their fingers and getting more taters. <laughs> Just say amen. I'm serious as a heart attack. I remember the, 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 you was worried about finding a hair in your food at homecoming. Now you're worried about COVID in your food at homecoming. I missed homecoming this year. And when I was reading this and I was thinking about this gathering, that's what homecoming is. It's a big old gathering. We put our bibbed overhauls on and ladies put their old dresses on and we gather and have a dinner on the ground and the kids run around barefooted and play and we scream and holler and have a good time and what a meal, what a meal. But can I just say this? There's fixing to be a homecoming like you ain't never seen. There's fixing to be a meal like I'm talking about that marriage supper of the Lamb. There's fixing to be a meal and a gathering like you ain't never seen. And the only reason that we're able to be a part of that is because we've got a good shepherd today. I thought about this. I'm done. I see the guardian. I see the grace. I see the gathering. But I see this in closing. I see the guarantee in verse 17 and 18. I see the guarantee. I'm interested in that guarantee. I'm interested in that. Me and Brother John was talking and the Lord blessed him to get him a new vehicle the other day and I rejoiced with him over that. And we was talking and he was talking about a lifetime warranty. Man, that's, that's, that's good stuff right there. That's what my wife got when she got me. She got a lifetime warranty that I'd never leave her nor forsake her. She was wishing it was a 90-day money-back guarantee. At least nobody said amen right there. John was talking about that lifetime warranty, that guarantee of the motor and the transmission. And man, I'd, hey, that's good stuff. Look at this guarantee. It's better than that. Look what he said in verse... 17, therefore doth my father love me because I laid down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me. Remember, this is post-Calvary. This is just before Calvary's gonna take place. He said, no man can take my life from me. You me tell you the reason why? Because he was life. He said, no man, look what he said. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down. They could have argued any man has power to lay it down. But watch this. And I have power to take it again. <laughs> if we wasn't so backslid, we'd cut three laps around the church carrying a Christian flag right now. He said, I not only lay it down, he said, I can get back up. You might take your own life, but you won't get back up. The guarantee right here, those who heard these words that day was probably confused. Calvary had not been yet. Jesus was yet to die. But he foretold of the coming event of the day that he would lay his life down. And for three days, the devil and all the demons in hell and hell itself would dance about in glee because they thought they had defeated Jesus. But three days later, on one third and glorious morning, somebody give me an amen. 
all of a sudden the hell began to tremble. They had down through the ages there had been many that had checked into hell. But something was fixing to happen that had never happened before. <laughs> Somebody was fixing to check out of hell. Oh yeah, he did check into hell because he took your hell and he took my hell. Oh, but why he was down there uh, before he left, uh, he gave the devil a good whooping. Uh, he got his keys from him. Uh, he signed out of hell and he arose one third and glorious morning. He stuck around 40 days uh, and ascended back into the heavens uh, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession on our behalf, I've got a guarantee today that my shepherd will be with me. That's the reason he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Our shepherds already face death. Our shepherds already face hell. We have a guarantee in our shepherd this morning that everything's gonna be all right. Oh yeah, the good shepherd come start playing. I see his guardian. I see the grace. I see the gathering. The older I get, the more I think about the gathering. You'll understand that as you get older. My mom and daddy has both buried their mom and daddies. And my daddy has now buried several of his siblings. His brothers and sisters. And when... You bury your grandparents and then you start burying your aunts and uncles. Leslie says, she always says when I say that, don't say nothing else. But we know what's next. If the Lord don't come back, one day I'll have to bury mom and dad. Unless I outrun them on this race. The older I get, the more I see people go to heaven that's close to me. But the older I get, the more I think about this gathering. The more I think about it. There's a lot that used to sit on these pews that's already passed on. Pastor that started the church has already went home to be with the Lord. I had the honor and the privilege of doing his home going service right after I took the church. Several. Several. And I'm not even going to start naming names. As went home from young to old. Went home to be with the Lord. But you know what? There's coming a gathering. And we got a guarantee. He said, I can lay it down. I can take it up. And he did that. We have a guarantee that what he says, he'll do. Can I say that again? We have a guarantee of what he says, he'll do. He said he's coming back. You know what's going to happen? He's going to come back. Me and Becca was talking this morning. That's my sister. We was talking early this morning. We was talking about our country and the mess it's in. And it is. You might as well just say, man, it's in a mess. It's in a mess. Worst mess I've ever seen it in 42 years. It's in a mess. Uh, 
who would have ever thought in America there'd be a day that churches was fined for having church. It's in a mess. It's in a mess. Get mad at me right now if you want to. You'll get over it. If Joe Biden wins the next election, we've had it. You can kiss America goodbye. We've had it. Judgment hand of God will fall on this country like we ain't never seen before. I'm not a prophet and I'm not the son of a prophet, but I got some common sense. I'm telling you, if you've ever voted, you better go vote. You say, well, I don't agree with Donald Trump. I don't agree on everything either, but I'm not voting for a pastor. I'm not voting for the best Christian of the year. I'm voting for a president. At least he does stand with the nation of Israel. At least he does try to have a voice for the unborn. That's good preaching right there. Becca said, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, I don't either. I said, but I know this. I've read the book and we're going to be all right. We got a guarantee that before it gets too bad, we're getting out of here. Israel suffered some persecution. They sure did. Before it got too bad, God got them out of there. No, he suffered some persecution. Before it got too bad, he got on the ark and God got him out of there. Amen. We're going to get out of here. It's a guarantee this morning. I'm going to ask you this question in closing. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Have you ever met the Good Shepherd? I wouldn't trade the life that I live for nothing. I was listening to Brother Alvin Martinez and his wife sing this morning. If you don't have their, their CD or their, it's on iTunes, you, buy it as soon as you leave today. As soon as you leave, get it. They have a Martinez and his wife. She was singing that old song. I can't remember the name of it. But it says, and if I'm dreaming, then just let me dream on. Man, I'm fine. I'm happy. It's all going to be all right. Lord's fixing to come back and we're getting out of here. It's fixing me better than it's ever been. They's fixing to be a gathering. Are you ready for that? I'm glad to report to you. I'm ready if the Lord comes back today. I'm ready to meet. Are you saved? If you're not, you know what the good shepherd said? He said, there's some more that needs to come into the fold. And he stands today as the good shepherd ready to welcome you into the fold. If you'll just let him.